Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, this morning, the first reading we have from the beginning of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, which I don't know, I don't know why this struck me so much when I was just praying through this, when he says, Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God that's in Corinth. Like, sometimes we forget that these Pauline epistles, these sections of the Holy Bible, were at one point in their original context, just little letters that he was sending to this little community in Corinth. Probably a gathering of people no greater than, you know, our average Sunday crowd. And yet, here we are 2,000 years later, chewing on, reflecting on what he has to say. Okay, anyway, that's a freebie. Here's what I want to reflect on. This very little, little, little line that he says here, talking to the church in Corinth, he says of them that they are, quote, called to be holy. Called to be holy. Same with us. Called to be holy. But every one of us, because of our backgrounds, because of our experiences, where we are in our own journeys, because of so many things, particular images come to mind of what that means, called to be holy, what that ought to look like. And the thing is, we want to be sure that we're aiming our hearts and lives towards the truth of these things, not false notions of what holiness is or what we think a holy person ought to look like. So what I want to do this morning, yesterday you got a quote from Pope Francis, today you're getting a quote from, uh, well, he was still Joseph Ratzinger, but Pope Benedict XVI. So this is the week of Pope quotes, okay? So uh, this is from his little book, it's not that little, but Introduction to Christianity, which is, um, it's in my top five. It's in my Mount Rushmore of uh, greatest theology books, okay? So it's phenomenal. But I want to just reflect on a little section that he has here about holiness and just a little, little commentary because this is really, really good. Okay, he says this. In the human dream of a perfect world, Holiness is always visualized as untouchability by sin and evil, as something unmixed with the latter. There always remains in some form or other a tendency to think in terms of black and white, a tendency to cut out and reject mercilessly the current form of the negative, which can be conceived in widely varying terms. All right, so what is he getting at here? And when it comes to thinking about holiness, we quickly gravitate towards like self-made perfectionism. Like it's my job to eradicate out of my life as much as I can, as best I can, everything that just seems so bad and evil and tainted and awful. Like I've got to look perfect. I got to be perfect. I got to pray perfectly. I got to hold my hands perfectly. I got to respond perfectly. And every single moment of grace, right? My mind immediately jumps to um, all of those super highly pious images and depictions of the saints. So in seminary, seminarians would have little holy cards of saints. I think we collected them like Pokemon cards. It's kind of how they were in our breviaries. Anyway, all these depictions of saints, I, I feel like I had a personal like allergic reaction to them. I couldn't stand them. The sort of ultra pious imagery, perfect rosy cheeks, birds flying, chirping around the saint's head, all the women had perfectly manicured hands, and they're just like standing there, like not moving. 
motionless, thoughtless, all of that. I look at that like it just felt so inhuman. Like that just didn't seem like that just doesn't seem like it has a connection to my life, the way that I experience life, right? I search in my life, there's, there's, it's, there's far more mess in my life than any holy card depicts, let's just be honest. And I don't think I'm the only one, right? I don't want to stand with my hands folded all day talking in Latin, and I don't want to feel impassive and immobile. Like, if that's what holiness is, if, if, if that's what it looks like, man, I don't know if I want that. Because I feel in me this kind of exuberant passion for life. I want adventure. I want just so much more, right, than just to stand still with my hands folded, birds tripping around my head. That's not what holiness is. It's not this stark, cut yourself off from all the, everything that's earthly. That's not holiness. All right, so Ratzinger continues. He says, on the contrary, God's holiness, this holiness expressed itself precisely as mingling with the sinners whom Jesus drew into his vicinity, as mingling to the point where he himself was made to be sin and bore the curse of the law in execution as a criminal, complete community of fate with the lost. He has drawn sin to himself and made it his lot and so revealed what true holiness is. Not separation, but union, not judgment, but redeeming love. This is radical. This is radical, radical. Jesus drawing himself into sin, not committing sin, but associating himself out of love so deeply with the broken. He's saying this is what holiness is. When you look at Jesus in the gospel, he's in the mess over and over and over again. He wades into the muddy waters of the Jordan. He stands shoulder to shoulder with the sinners waiting to be baptized. He's having dinner with the tax collectors, drawing near to the prostitutes, drawing near to the public manifest sinners. And when he's with them, the people that he's most upsetting are the Pharisees, who we've been hearing in this section of Matthew's gospel. Woe to you, Pharisees. The word Pharisee literally translates to, to be separate, to be separate from, to be cut off from. Right? They saw themselves, their role is to cut themselves off from anything that could be considered unholy less than deserving of God's praise. And here, Ratzinger, by looking at Jesus, sees that holiness is not drawing a distance, a gulf between, but he says it's actually union, drawing close. Right? The Pharisees set up this idea of holiness as separation. Jesus is saying it's union, not embracing sin, but embracing the sinner. Being a sinner embraced is holiness, is what he's getting at. Right? Jesus is not waiting for me to get my act together so that I can come and touch his immaculate robes. Like, he's like, go first wash your hands. I'm kind of pure and holy. Get your hands off me, right? That's not what it is. He comes near to me. He doesn't cut himself off from me. He comes near to the messiness of human frailty. So in contrast to the holy card, you know, imagery of saints, I'm much more of a Caravaggio kind of guy, Okay. So if you know anything about art or Renaissance art, Caravaggio was quite the, <laughs> I guess he was, he was very much a Renaissance man. But so his depiction of saints, his depiction of Christ, it was so starkly realistic that it was almost scandalous to many in the church. You depicted these saints, Peter and um, Andrew and James and John and Paul. He, he depicts them 
as grimy, as wrinkly. You can almost smell them. You can see like pit stains on their shirts. And one of the images that I just have to my mind right now is when uh, it's the image of doubting Thomas where Jesus is drawing Thomas's hand to put his finger into his open side and you can see dirt under Thomas's fingernails. Dirt under his fingernails. Ratzinger, he continues, he's describing this kind of holiness as a sort of, quote, unholy holiness. Listen to this. He connects us to the church. Is the church not simply the continuation of God's deliberate plunge into human wretchedness? Is she not simply the continuation of Jesus' habit of sitting at table with sinners, of his mingling with the misery of sin to the point where he actually seems to sink under its weight? Is there not revealed in the unholy holiness of the church as opposed to man's expectation of purity, God's true holiness, which is love. Love that does not keep its distance in a sort of aristocratic, untouchable purity, but mixes with the dirt of the world in order to overcome it. Mixes with the dirt of the world in order to overcome it. The Savior has to jump into the mud to get us out. Martin Luther, right, the Protestant reformer, Martin Luther, he saw our human condition, he saw us as snow-covered dung heaps, is what he said. That God has to cover us so that we can become approachable to him. He has to kind of hold his nose at us. If you think about that for more than like three seconds, we all know like, oh, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't want God to have to like hold the rag up to his nose as he comes down from his ivory tower into the slum of my world. That's not the Christian Catholic vision of human nature. We're not snow-covered dung heaps. We're much more like compost piles that become, think about it, that become rich soil. Rich, rich soil. What blooms out of a compost pile? Flowers, gardens, We're not snow-covered dung heaps. We are compost piles that give birth to life. This is, is, again, another Pope quote. This is John Paul II. You guys okay this morning? This is a lot, all right? All right. John Paul II. The sacraments infuse holiness into the terrain of man's humanity. Compost pile. Into the terrain of man's humanity. They penetrate the soul and body with the power of holiness. It's such a different image. What we're doing in Mass every single day, what we do in every single sacrament, we open the terrain of our humanity, the compost pile of our humanity, to let grace penetrate us to the depths. Like, it's, there's such a difference between I feel loved in my junk versus I got to get rid of my junk in order to be loved. That's such a difference. Holiness is having all of our junk, all of our rot, all of our stuff open to his love. It's opening the rotting stuff to the love of Jesus, letting him plant life into it, letting him garden our junk, turning it into something beautiful. All right, last quote from Ratzinger, then we're going to land this, this plane here. He says, I love this, I must admit that to me this unholy holiness of the church has in itself something infinitely comforting about it. Would one not be bound to despair in face of a holiness that was spotless 
and could only operate on us by judging us and consuming us by fire? I agree with him. I love that the Lord comes to us. He descends to us to draw us into his very life and love. We are called to be holy, not snow-covered dung heaps, but fertile compost piles. We open ourselves to Jesus' life that he plants into the terrain of our humanity today. Amen.